What's up, Cardboard Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Go GTS Live, the Hobbies Web Show. Hope you guys are all doing well this evening. Guys and gals, we know lots of gals watch. <laughs> yes, we do. And, yeah. and uh, we thanks for hanging out with us for a little bit. We'll be keeping an eye on the NBA Draft Tracker, so don't you worry about that. For those who are new to the program, I'm your host, Rob Bertrand. Joining me over there on the other side of the screen, Chris Stuber. Chris, how are you, sir? Doing very well. NBA draft night, Rob. It's always a fun night. NBA nice draft Young night. prospects coming into the NBA. That's a lot of fun. I know James is excited. Maybe what his T-Wolves may do. At pick number they... 53, they have one pick in the second well, round. One pick at number 53. All that's right. one more than my 76ers have tonight. So. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. No How picks. come you your team doesn't have any picks tonight? They traded for they Rudy, traded Rudy Gobert last season, yeah. so they gave okay. a lot of their picks okay. to Utah. Yep. Um, did I read? Did I read correctly? There was a swap: Chris Paul and Jordan Poole. Yes. Yeah. That broke um, this afternoon. Chris Paul trade. to the Warriors. Yes. Wow. Okay. So Steph Curry and Chris Paul in the same backcourt with Clay Thompson. That's that's formidable. Pretty nice. Yeah. yeah, if they keep Draymond Green, the Warriors have a shot, as usual. <laughs> well, we uh, have an absolutely loaded show for you guys tonight. Um, if you'd seen our promotional tweet that we put out yesterday, uh, believe it or not, we're going to be giving away the hits from over $2,100 worth of product. And in addition to that, uh, after a couple of slow weeks in the hobby with hobby happenings, we've got a lot going on to detail. Yeah. Um, in addition to some of the new releases that we'll get a look at in our box break segments, uh, we'll detail hot in the shop. And we have clips from two recent interviews that Kelsey Schroyer did, one with former MLB catcher Mike McKerney, who talks about collecting. And voice actor and former guest of the program, David Sobolov, who hmm. talks about his no, new role in Transformers Rise of the Beasts. Really cool. Yeah. But as always, we start with our GoGTS Live Q of the Week poll. Cue that up, Chris. Sure. So with it being NBA draft night, why not have a poll about the NBA draft? So, who is the all-time biggest NBA draft bust? And Sam Bowie, Kwame Brown, Greg Oden, and of course, other. And currently right now, Rob, with 107 votes, we have Greg Oden leading the way at 44.9%, while Kwame Brown's at 23.4%. Sam Bowie is at 19.6%, and other at 12.1%. So, I mean, what do you think, Rob? Who is the all-time biggest NBA draft bust? Well, I, uh, um, Michael Jordan, no, I'm kidding. There's a <laughs> lot of ways to look at this, in my opinion. Um, if we're talking about the hobby and biggest bust in recent history, I think you got to go Greg Oden. That guy had so much hype. People yep. were so, I mean... They're ready to spend big on that guy. Yeah. Um, Kwame Brown. I mean, he's uh, up there. Yeah. And then, yeah, Sam Bowie was a bust, but he, he was a really bad pick at number one. 
At least he had a career. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So I I think, I think because, I mean, he gets the Jordan knock. He, he gets the knock because he was the number one pick. Sure. Not necessarily because he was the biggest bust, but that it was like, oh, you know, they could have had Jordan. Right. Correct. That's yes. Yep. Um, how would, I mean, of the three or did you go other? No, to me, it's Greg Oden, just because of all the hype, like you mentioned, that he came in with from Ohio State. Everyone was talking about him potentially being the next Shaquille O'Neal, mm-hmm. um, what he could have meant to the NBA. It's just unfortunate that he had injuries. Who would have known what he would have become? I mean, it's yes. possible he would have lived up to everything, but exactly. he was injured almost his entire career. Um, so we just never really got to see. Injured, yeah, <laughs> he played. He played, I think maybe what equated to like a season and a half in the NBA through, I think like six NBA seasons. I, I'm trying to recall, but it was really, really bad, unfortunately. Um, however, there is one other player that I remember that I liked coming out of college. He just didn't translate. And that's Anthony Bennett from UNLV. And he okay. was the number one overall pick. He went to Cleveland. He just wasn't an NBA player. He's doing some good things overseas now playing basketball, um, but he just couldn't make it in the NBA. Um, but there's a lot of other ones, but at least some of the other ones that maybe people would think are busts, at least they had careers. And that's where I, I, I look at it. Like Sam Bowie, you have him on the pole. At least he had a career. You know, people right. look at him being drafted ahead of Jordan. I could say the same thing since I'm a Sixers fan, like Sean Bradley, he was drafted ahead of Anthony Hardaway. Right. So um, in every draft, you're going to have guys who just don't pan out. But if they that have is, careers yeah. in the NBA, it's that's just what it's what happens. James, um, how'd you weigh in on this? I voted for Kwame Brown. Uh, okay. Greg Oden was at least good in college. And he took, was. And took that Ohio State team to, I think, a Final Four. I don't think they made the yes. championship. Or yes, did they? they sure did. Yep. Um, and, so, and so, I don't know, Kwame Brown was drafted out of high school. And I went and looked at that draft today. It's not like it was the strongest draft. Chison Chandler, I think, was taken second overall. And I think, I don't have it up right now, but I think the first five picks were either what Pau Gasol was in that draft. Uh, the first four picks were either international or high school. And then the fifth overall pick... Uh, um, I just, uh, Jason Richardson mm-hmm. out of Michigan, Michigan state. state. Yeah. Yep. Went fifth overall. Um, yeah. For every Kevin yeah. Garnett and yeah. Kobe, Kobe Bryant yeah. that, you know, didn't go to college. There's a Kwame yeah. Brown that you can say, man, that kid could have been benefited from two to three years. Right. You sure. know, playing at, at, at the next elite level instead of trying to make that jump. Um, but his hype wasn't as like obviously of the three on that list, Odin obviously had the most hype. He did. So I guess that's yeah. why I can see you making the argument for bust. But uh, I, I just went Kwame Brown because I mean I don't know. I remember I remember Greg Odin being good in college and thinking, he was. Oh, yeah, didn't he have like people were like, oh, you better watch those legs or they, weren't they even load managing him at Ohio State during the season? I can't remember. Yes, of, of yes. course, yeah, big yeah. man, you know. Big trees fall hard. So yeah. I, I think that's the same thing with Greg Oden. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that's why I, you know, everybody's high on this. What Victor? Blah 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 blah. blah. Wembanyama. <laughs> Wembanyama, and and I look at his build and I go, 
dude, he's a little bit more weight yeah. than Chet Holmgren, you know? Yeah. People uh, better be careful on him. I know there's a lot of hype, but mm. tons of hype. I mean, he's seven foot five, Rob, and he has the game of a guard. It it's very uncanny what he can do on the court. But to your point, he's very light. And he even said that he doesn't want to put weight on. He wants to stay around where he is right now because his agents fear that if he puts weight on for being as big as he is, meaning it'll put tall, more strain on the put more joints. strain on his body and more risk of injury. So he wants to kind of stay light and kind of just limber that way, but he's going to get muscled around. So his no, game is I mean, probably going to be more on the perimeter rather than being on the inside. Yeah. What? Eight, eight, 82 game season. Yeah. A little that's, rough. that's, that's a load. That that's he wouldn't last in the nineties, nineties basketball. He wouldn't do well there. But I think <laughs> in this game, <laughs> in this game today, being the way that it is, he probably will do really, really well. He could be definitely like a Durant. I could see that, or a Brandon Ingram, a taller Brandon Ingram type. Right. That's how I see him. So I just want to weigh in on Wimpanyama. But like, yeah, he even if like he gets pushed out of the paint, they're just going to let him shoot all the time. And like, he's yeah, really he's shoot. really good. Like Durant. Outside, so. He can shoot like yeah. Durant. Like, yeah, he'll be fine. Okay. All right. Well, we have some, you know, really knowledgeable viewers and a lot of responses to this poll. Stephen Collectibles off the bat agreed with you, Chris, Anthony Bennett. Yeah. Uh, Fluke said Yinka Dare, DVF. Yinka Dare. <laughs> Yinka Dare. Yeah. Uh, yeah. At DS Fozzy, DFV, said Darko. Ryan yeah. D, uh, Ryan Crew09, said Jabari Parker. Crispus, KRSP70, Chris, said, gotta go with Lori Martin. Wow, going old school. Yeah. Uh, Claudia said Frederick Weiss. Uh, Michael Lewis, NY uh, Fried 516, said Michael Olawankande. Yeah, yeah, candy man. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, Isles fan, Islander fan, 1940. Every player the Knicks ever drafted. <laughs> <laughs> Stalking PMS also agreed with you, Anthony Bennett. Yeah. Um just wasn't good. Yeah. And 305 Nation, J Vito 305, Adam Morrison, good one. It's oh. a really good one. It really yeah. is. Yeah. Um, but then we got another vote for Anthony Bennett. DM Kalir 1978. Uh says, yeah, Anthony Bennett. Uh Kwame Brown. Let's see. And then what was interesting about the timing of this poll, and I suppose it's not so interesting, but astutely enough, the New York Post today put out an article titled mm -hmm. The 15 Biggest NBA Draft Busts of All Time okay. and Where Are They Now? And we won't tell you where they are now, but obviously <laughs> Sam Bowie's on the list. Uh, Dennis Hopson, number three okay. pick of the Nets in 1987. Uh, let's see. Oh, another good one. Purvis Ellison, Kings, number one overall pick, 1989, but he at least had a career. Never right? nervous Purvis, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, 
Wow. Joe Smith, number one overall, 1995. At least he had a career, though. Yes. He, he played pretty well early on. Well, but Timberwolves fans will know Joe Smith as the player that agreed to an illegal contract, uh, and then they got the picks <laughs> taken away. In that 2001 NBA draft that had Kwame Brown, the Timberwolves didn't even have a pick because of Joe Smith. T-Wolves <laughs> <laughs> fans will remember that for the wrong... Yes. yes. Yeah. We have a lot of bad draft memories. I, I understand. Uh, I'm with also you on that making one. the list, number one pick of the Clippers in 98, Michael Olawan-Kandi, which we already mm-hmm. said, Kwame mm-hmm. Brown on the list, uh, Darko, number two overall pick in 2003 for the Pistons on the list. I got Let's, one that, that just popped into my mind. How about Robert Tractor Trailer, who was drafted right ahead of Dirk Nowitzki? Do you remember Tractor Trailer? I do. Top I 10 do. pick? Yeah. Yeah. You, you didn't have much of a career at all. Um, Weren't they traded for each other, the list? too? They were. Yeah. Because the Bucks drafted Dirk. I was living in Milwaukee at that time. Yes. Anyway. Yeah. How about the most recent one uh, so far on this list? Dragon Bender, the fourth overall pick in 2016 for the Suns. Oh, yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, he could be uh, one of the biggest ones. Sure. Ooh, how about this one? Number one overall pick in 2017, Markel Fultz. Yeah, no, Philly. I, I know Philly that too boy, well. Philly boy. <laughs> That's like a nightmare in my mind. <laughs> they could have uh, drafted Jason Tatum. He's revived his career slightly in Orlando. He's done better. Slightly. He's gotten, I guess, mentally healthier, I guess you would say. Let's see. Josh Jackson, number four in 2017 for the Suns. He's actually had a decent little career, but nothing what it was supposed to be. Now, what about this one? Number two overall pick in 2018, Marvin Bagley III. Yeah, I think we're not really sure about him just yet. He's in Detroit now, I believe. Isn't that right, James? Yeah. So... They're a young team. He actually showed some promise last season. I think he's only like 22 years old still. So I think the jury's still out on him. Well, they took him over Luca and Trey. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And I guess that's, that's the other thing the you knock, look at too. Right? That's, yeah. the, that's the other thing. You know, who are players drafted ahead of? And we mentioned yeah. that. But yeah. I guess that in turn looks at it to be a draft bust. Sure. So is the, you know, the bus can be on the player. The bus can be on the organization. <laughs> right, right. Well, here's um, uh, this is a unfair and not so. It, it's not a good bust, and it's so unfortunate. It really is a Len bias, just in yeah. terms of yeah, where he was picked, the promise, the, the unfortunate happening draft night. What could have been? I mean, if you're a Boston Celtics fan and you're so excited at draft night, but then you wake up the next morning and you find out that the man passed away. Yeah, it's, I mean, that's our entire Boston audience just clicked off on the program. <laughs> I'm sorry. That <laughs> <laughs> just came to my mind. That's like the all time biggest, like, excitement. And then all of a sudden, just a crash. Crash. Like, yeah. It's now, I think the jury's still out. On this guy, um, yeah, maybe you could call him a bust right now. But w- w- what do you guys think, James Wiseman? Number two overall pick in 2020. 
Yeah. I mean, it's I, a, I, I think the jury's still out on him. It, it is. Agreed. He's still young. Yeah, yep. he's like 20, 20, 21 years old. So, um, he's got time. And again, in Detroit, along with Marvin Bagley, they'll they'll give him run. Yeah, so let's see what happens. Um, so, yeah, if you guys haven't weighed in on the poll question, we're going to update this later in the program, as we always do. So please uh, vote and share it out to your friends. 120 people weighing in. Let's see if we can. Man, I'd love to double that by the end of the night, but I, I, I'd take closer to 200. So let's see what we can do, guys. Sure. All right, let's shift gears here, and uh, we've got a lot to talk about, a lot of news going on, more than just nuggets and notes, uh, some interesting stories. We'll detail them all for you right here, right now, in our weekly hobby happening segment. Well, Sports Collectors Daily reports that starting July 18th, eBay will be limiting the sale of spots in group breaks to a list of pre-approved accounts. A spokesperson for eBay told SC Daily that, quote, we want to take steps to support this experience while also ensuring a greater level of consistency for our buyer community, closed quote. eBay says it's in the process of contacting breakers it has approved to continue selling on its platform. Others who haven't gotten the okay received the emails on Wednesday and eBay isn't taking applications or appeals. Mm. In short, if you're approved, eBay will let you know. Quote, moving forward, case break listings will be limited to vetted sellers who agree to meet new standards that promote this experience for our customers, the spokesperson added. The company wouldn't say what specific requirements those sellers have um, have to meet to be allowed to continue selling break spots. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. But shortly after this announcement by eBay, Firehand Sports Cards, considered to be one of the OG breakers in the hobby, took to social media saying, I'm hiring. <laughs> if you're a breaker snubbed by eBay or card enthusiast who wants to work as a breaker, email me, firehandcards at gmail.com. I like the name, Firehand. Hmm. <laughs> Sounds familiar. Uh, coming off his first NBA championship and series MVP award, interest in Nikola Jokic cards continue to garner strong demand from collectors. SC Daily reports that since June 1st, over 7,000 cards totaling over $800,000 have sold on eBay. The top selling card was the one of one 2021-22 Flawless Logo Man which netted $21,500 last Tuesday night. I don't know about you, but that seems low. Low. That yeah, price low. seems low. Well, I think he's kind of in that center stereotype. You know, how we talk about bigs and how they don't really do well in the hobby where everyone's looking for the skilled guards and forwards. I think Jokic is, is, is in that kind of realm, unfortunately. I think if that card sell, if he wins a championship two years ago and that card sells during the boom, yep. triple that at least. Yeah, I would think so. I mean, the, the man won back-to-back -back MVPs and won a championship this year. So it's, and the finals MVPs. So pretty incredible. 
Rich uh, Miller over at Sports Collectors Daily was a really busy editor this week, also from SC Daily, a company called Collectibles.com, which is promoting itself as the world's first Web3 collector community and marketplace, has picked up $5 million in seed funding. The company will be offering the following services data-driven market-based asset valuation for collectibles. Gosh, that sounds important. Mm. Based on over 30 sources of historical sales uh, and transaction data. Also collection management application to organize, manage, and value collectibles. Community social profiles with the uh, ability to display items. Category-specific discussion groups, curated content and educational resources user rewards for contributions to the community and the platform. In addition to sports, the site will also feature other collectible categories, including comic books, stamps and coins, pop culture items, luxury goods, and more when it launches this fall. The site actually is currently running a giveaway of two 2023 Bowman Hobby Boxes. Simply pre-register a username on the site and follow at collectibles with an I and retweet the giveaway tweet by tomorrow. Nice. Brand Vending out of Phoenix says it has created a new state-of-the-art vending machine for trading cards. The machine is 66 inches high and 18 inches wide with sports for a few different types of packs. It has a contactless card reader for credit cards and also offers Google Play and Apple Play. A 10-inch LCD video screen comes preloaded with card content and the company says they'll soon have the ability to attach multiple machines together for more choices. The machine costs $5,000. SC Daily featured the video on their website showing the, uh, the machine in action. Also looking for some help is Leaf. They're looking to hire a streamer for its fast-growing channels on multiple platforms to facilitate uh, facilitate rather breaks and single card auctions. Compensation is negotiable based on experience. If you feel you qualify, email Josh at LeafTradingCards.com with your resume. Also from SC Daily, the jersey and shorts Wilt Chamberlain wore throughout the home games of his 1959-60 rookie season sold for $1.79 million at SCP auction Saturday night, setting records for a vintage basketball game-worn item and anything associated with the late NBA icon's career. Worn in both regular season and playoffs that season, the white Philadelphia Warriors uniform was offered in a special one-item spotlight auction. Very cool. 
<laughs> at least it was worth it. Yeah, you sure? Well, federal authorities announced charges against a ring of this is this is bizarre. Federal authorities announced charges against a ring of nine people for theft of millions of dollars worth of paintings, sports memorabilia, and other valuables, including many which we have documented since the inception of this show, uh, including Andy Warhol silk screens, a Jason Pollock painting, and sadly enough, nine World Series rings belonging to the late mm. Yankees catcher Yogi Berra, wow. as well as Roger Maris's MVP award, a Christy Mathewson jersey, and contracts and title belts from legendary boxers. Mm. The thefts took place over more than two decades at 20 museums, institutions, and stores across Pennsylvania, New York, New Jersey. Massachusetts, Rhode Island, Washington, D.C., and North Dakota. Wow. Investigators believe some of the sports memorabilia and other items, and this just pains me, has actually been melted down, including nine of Barra's 10 World Series rings. Mm. It was unclear which items will be returned to their owners or to the museums, but authorities said some of those valuables had been recovered. Eight of the nine people named as part of the theft ring Thursday have turned themselves in. At least five had already entered into preliminary plea agreements on charges of theft of major artwork and conspiracy to dispose of major objects of cultural heritage, according to court records. The suspects are all in their late 40s to early 50s and are Pennsylvania residents. Sports Collectors Daily reviewed the 62-page indictment and has many more details of this heinous crime on their website. That is wild. Yeah. That is crazy. Well, a Wisconsin man who thought his entire childhood baseball card collection had been tossed out decades ago found out that a few survived, including a hobby holy grail that's now heading to auction. SC Daily said that the man who prefers to be known just by his first name, Terry, said he believed his 1952 Topps Mickey Mantle card had been lost years earlier. His older brother was helping their mother clean out the family home after his father's death in mid-1966 and went into the attic upon finding Terry's collection of baseball cards and comic books. They were unceremoniously tossed. In, recent, in recently talking to his brother, it turns out the card was in his possession, still housed in a Farmdale cheese box. The card will now be for sale in the Heritage Auctions Summer Sports Catalog Auction next month and has been graded a PSA 6. Nice. All's well that ends well, I suppose. Yeah, like it. Coming this July, CGC Trading Cards and SCG will merge into CGC Cards, solidifying the company's position as one of the world's largest and most prominent card grading services. Grading virtually all TCGs, sports cards, and non-sports cards, CGC Cards will also feature a number of collector-friendly upgrades including non-member submissions, 
a gem mint 10 grade and a sleek new label that blends seamlessly with cards. Check it out. Two industry heavyweights, the choice for world-class expertise, consistent grading, advanced technology, the best holders, the strongest guarantees. Join forces as one, all your cards, all in one place. Enjoy full access without a paid membership, a simplified submission process, affordable prices, a sleek upgraded label, and a market-friendly Gem Mint 10 grading scale. Driven by collectors and dealers and backed by the Certified Collectibles Group, CGC Cards plays to win because competition makes us better. And we're here to be the best grading service for all your cards. Professional Bowlers, Professional Bowlers Association announced that they have entered into an exclusive licensing agreement with Leaf Trading Cards. PBA Trading Cards will feature a wide range of designs, including autographed cards, rare inserts, and limited edition releases. Congratulations to Leaf. That's great. Yeah, a lot of people are excited about that. I want some kingpin autos in that. <laughs> <laughs> Panini America has reached um, multi-year agreements with top NBA draft prospects, Amen and Auser Thompson, for autograph trading cards and memorabilia. The Thompsons are being featured on the Times Square billboard leading up to Thursday night's tonight's NBA yeah. draft to commemorate the partnership. As part of the agreement, the Thompsons also will be featured on Panini NBA packaging and take part in marketing initi initiatives. Watch this. When I was nine, I was just thinking, I'm gonna do whatever it takes to be great. Mm -hmm. It's always the main goal. I still wanna be the greatest player ever. Become the greatest, greatest NBA, NBA player, player of all time. time. Become a, a multi-billionaire. Get a shoe company. And become six foot nine. When we were nine, we wrote the dream board. A man in a SARS dreams. Our dad taught us to believe in writing like affirmations. We wrote our dreams down. We wrote down what we needed to do. We had big goals, so we, we wanted to stick by it. I've been thinking about this for years now, so. I feel like it was destined before I wrote the letter. The letter was just to remind me to, to keep pushing to get to this point. And I had my whole family speaking it into existence too. Like they didn't believe any dream I had was too big. Even to be in the position I am where I have the chance to make these dreams come true, it's a blessing. The work we put in to get to here, and I think some of it was just destined to happen. Oh snap, oh snap. Right there. Oh, oh shit, that's crazy. That's crazy. That's cool to see. Cause it's like exposing our dream board everywhere. It's sick, you know? It's like a dream come true. It's crazy because it said never stop dreaming right when I said that. But it's crazy. I never thought I was going to be on a billboard in Times Square. Starting this Friday, tomorrow, June 23rd, Panini Customer Service will be preparing 2022-23 Prism NBA Sparkle Packs to be auto-shipped to collectors that have older basketball redemptions considered low to mid-tier from 2010 to 2019 and valued between $10 and $15. The 2022-23 Prism NBA Redemption Sparkle Packs feature Blue Sparkle Parallels number two 
144. Gold Sparkle Parallels, number 224. Green Sparkle Parallels, number 28. Customers will be receiving an email notification once their packs have been shipped. All right. A uh, couple more quick notes from SC Daily. Rare Golden Mirror image variations are back in 2023 Top Series 2, and Blowout Cards is once again offering a six-figure bounty for the first person to collect the entire 330-card set. The gold-backed short prints have new images and parallel the regular base set, thus called a parallel. Blowout's bounty this time is... 222,222 dollars and 22 cents. Lots of twos. <laughs> the deadline for completion is August 7th, so get cracking. Also, Robert Edwards Auctions will be working with longtime Hall of Fame artist Dick Perez at the National Sports mm. Collectors Convention next month. Perez will be at the REA booth on July 26th through the 30th to meet collectors and discuss the op upcoming documentary, The Diamond King, mm. which is the latest project from filmmaker Mark Evans that details the history of baseball through the life and works of this legendary artist. Very cool. Top sent out new terms of service agreements to retailers this week. Highlights include Shops must have a dedicated tops only section. No B2B selling of sealed product. Breaks can only be conducted live in the shop. Spots must be sold to customers in the shop and cannot be sold online or other platforms. Additionally, Fanatics will require shops to provide detailed reporting data on customer demographics, social media metrics, and a host of other data. Mm. Ludex, Ludex, the trading card scanning app that claims to be able to accurately identify and track the value of specific cards will bring additional value to national VIP ticket holders with exclusive access to the Ludex VIP lounge. The lounge will host a golf simulator, full bar, food stations, a content stage, special guests, and free giveaways. A limited number of VIP tickets are still available on the Nationals website. In addition to its constellation. Consolidation. That's right. Consolidation. <laughs> <laughs> I think I saw it and I read it quick and I have no idea. It just came out. Words, they're difficult sometimes. Uh, Let's start over. In addition to its consolidation as CGC cards, the company is altering its grading scale and introducing new slab labels. The current pristine and perfect 10 grades will now be pristine 10. The current gem mint 9.5 is now gem mint 10. There is an all new 9.5 mint plus grade. All other grades will remain the same, including half grades. Did you get all that? I mean, yep. I messed it up in the beginning. In between, there's a lot of numbers. So <laughs> I, I got it. But 
it would have made sense to put this with the other CGC story, but apparently after when they made that announcement, there was yep. some confusion. So they came out with another story to add clarification. And that's why but then they was, confused me with <laughs> constellation and consolidation <laughs> and lots of numbers in between. So, you know, <laughs> all good. Yesterday, Leaf sent an email to customers and also posted on social media in an update to a story we told you about uh, last week, a couple weeks ago, regarding outstanding Bryce Young Redemption, saying that while they eventually expect to receive them, they at least want to give collectors who are tired of waiting some exchange options. So Leaf is generously offering collectors the following choice on a one-for-one -one basis. So for every redemption uh, Bryce Young card you're holding and waiting on, you can choose to trade it for a 2021 Pro Set Power Bryce Young Rookie Autograph card, a 22-23 Leaf Vivid, Vivid Basketball Sealed Box, a Leaf 2022-23 Optichrome Basketball Sealed Box, a 22-23 Leaf Trinity basketball sealed box or any of those single items or these 2021 Leaf Trinity Trevor Lawrence rookie autograph, a 2021 Leaf Metal Trevor Lawrence rookie autograph or on a two-for-one basis, so two slabbed Joe Montana autographed buyback cards. Hmm. So quantities of each are limited. So if choosing to exchange, don't delay email CS at leaftradingcards.com with your choice of replacement along with your name, email address, and redemption code submitted. Nice. SC Daily and e-commerce bites report that eBay will de will debut its collectors camp, a series of training events for those interested in diving into the hobby, beginning Wednesday in New York City. Participants will receive training from an industry expert, giving attendees the tools and strategies to set up their collecting game to the next level. The event will be held on a first come first serve basis. All participants will receive an eBay gift card, which is always nice, and limited edition merchandise from the company. The training camp will be spearheaded by Mikhail Bridges of the Brooklyn Nets and eBay seller David Prince from Peace of the Game. The duo, the duo will conduct drills to help campers hone their skills and achieve their collecting goals. The event will showcase how innovations such as the eBay vault, authentic, um, Authenticity, I guarantee, price guide and collection allow collectors to, oh, sorry, collectors to make smarter choices when it comes to buying, selling, or trading cards. My mouse got stuck. Sorry about that. <laughs> Not your mouth got stuck. <laughs> that too. <laughs> Today, Panini America revealed the checklist for the 2022 Select Football Mystery XRC Autograph Redemptions. This was a product we took a look at last week, and while we didn't pull one, maybe you did. The five players on that checklist are Anthony Richardson, uh -huh. Bijan Robinson, Jamar Gibbs, 
Jackson Smith Ninjigba and Quinton Johnston. And that is a look at all of this week's hobby happenings. Nicely done on the Ninjigba. It's nice. That was a lot. That was a lot. A lot going on there. I had trouble on. with words and my mouse got stuck. You know the little wheel on your mouse? <laughs> it got yes. stuck on me. It just like it just got stuck. That <laughs> straightened that oh, out. Oh, you crack me up, dude. Oh man. Um I don't take myself too seriously, Rob. So, well, you know. yeah, either do I. And it's a good <laughs> thing because we got hockey products tonight, UFC products tonight. <laughs> Uh, soccer product tonight. It's like a Neapolitan of box breaks. Yeah, hit slam a little refresh on the Twitter poll. Uh, not much movement. 144. Still plenty of time left. But Greg Oden still holding strong at 45.1 percent. Kwame at 25.7. See if we have no other replies to shout out. You know how I say that Desmond Ritter is the oldest looking rookie you'll ever see? <laughs> Greg Oden may have was been the oldest looking rookie you will ever see. Right? I mean, you put both of those two guys side by side at their ages when they came into the leagues. Eh, you know, take your pick. But I think Greg Oden is probably the, the number one. All right. So Kelsey Schroyer over the last couple of weeks has been busy doing um, interviews with uh, a wide assortment of people. In fact, he's got a great one for next week um, about Goodwin Champions with product development manager uh, Tony um, at Upper Deck. And he's the, the lead on that product year in and year out. You'll like that. But uh, I'm going to show you a clip of an interview with MLB catcher Mike McKerney, who's a collector himself, uh, former big league catcher for the Pirates. And um, you can see the rest of the interview on the Hobby Musings post on the blog, gogts.net. But for now, check this out, and we'll be back and dive into Hot in the Shop. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Hobby Musings. I'm Kelsey Schroyer, joined today by a very special guest, former Major League Baseball catcher Mike McHenry. Mike, thank you for joining us today. Hey, I appreciate you having me. I'm looking forward to this conversation. We were uh, getting carried away with some bucko talk off air, which I loved, and I love your passion in it, so it's going to be fun. Well, speaking of your career, you played for the Pirates and a couple other major league teams. What memorabilia, if any, did you keep from your career? I kept a lot of it. So they do a really good job. They do it even better now, but they'll, they'll give you your first tip, the lineup card. They'll give you your first home run lineup card. Um, I wanted my first shutout if the pitcher didn't want it. So I got that. And then I have all the balls with the authentication on all this stuff. I have some jerseys that I've kept. I've um, probably two dozen signed jerseys, most of them from guys I respected and guys I appreciated, and I had them personalize it. So really, really special meaning to that. Some of them my wife got, like, I'll never forget, I got, I wanted Andrews, we're really close, Andrew McCutcheon, and I, I just don't like asking for things. And my wife did it and got it to me and meant a lot because of what he said on it. So did that, and then since I was a kid, I've been collecting balls. I have almost 500. I'm trying to do a whole wall when I was a 
Young Buck, I think it was in 07, we had instructional leagues at um, the Diamondback Stadium. And okay. we walked we walked around, got a tour, and we walked in the TGI Fridays in left field. And when we were walking in, as you walked up to the hostess desk, there was just a giant wall of baseballs of all former Diamondbacks. And from that moment on, I was like, I want one of those. I, I need a I need a signed memorabilia wall of baseballs. So I've been working on that. Also have some bats that were personalized all by pitchers. I thought that was kind of funny. So uh, Jeff Carson started that and I kind of ran with it for a while. So that's kind of my, my collection. And, you know, probably the most meaningful thing is I have a couple of signed things from kids from their first home run. They gave me their first home run ball, their first strikeout ball as a pitcher, their first guy they threw out. I have about, I don't know, probably a dozen or so from kids that, that probably meant more than anything I could have ever achieved. Out of all your signed baseballs, is as as hard as it may be to pick, is there one that is your favorite? Johnny Bench. Pretty easy. Yeah. Gee, I wonder why. Yeah. And then I have a Barry Bonds. I have a Hank Aaron. Um, those those mean a ton. And then probably more than that is I get every single guy I've respected in the game. That's 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 my goal is I try to find not the best player, who do I respect? And I have almost every catcher I played with from a ball all the way up. Okay. Who is the biggest name you still want to get on a baseball? Jackie Robinson. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be expensive. So yeah, that, that, that's a goal of mine. He's been my favorite player since I was a kid. Um, I'll settle for anything. I got a, a replica bat made. It's the coolest thing ever from old Hickory. They did it for me. It's, it's literally, I don't know. in circumference, if a normal bat's about an inch, like in like circumference, this thing's like five inches. Like it, it's like holding a two by four that's round. It's unreal. So really, really neat. I have kids hit with it. I tell them the story of Jackie Robinson, the person he was, not just the player and what he endured. So that's probably the coolest part is when you have something that, you know, has significant meaning and it had impact on your life, you can tell some type of story about it. And that's been the fun part about being able to walk people into the house and show them some of the stuff I have. And, Tell them the story. So that, that's been a lot of fun for me. And I hope to get a Jackie Robinson ball. I also, another thing that I hope to get is I want to get a generational mask, catching wise, every mask okay. from every generation. I've been working on that. My wife finds them at uh, flea markets and different things. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, looking at kind of souvenirs that you've given to people over the years, do you remember the first time anyone ever asked you to sign an autograph? I do. I was in high school and I didn't know what to do. I had terrible handwriting. A lot of people practice their signature. Mm -hmm. Mine was so bad. I didn't. So I remember a doctor signing something that looked like chicken scratch. I'm like, man, that, guy, that guy's really smart. So that must be the smart way to do it. So that's kind of how my like signature started as a little kid. When I was in high school, asked me to sign an autograph. So I signed it and it, no chance it was anywhere anywhere eligible because I just literally scratched something on a, on a, on a ball. And then I put a Bible verse and I continue to do that throughout my career. So that was really cool. And if you'd like yeah. to see the rest of that again, visit gogts.net and just look for hobby musings. 
All right, let's take a look at some other new products uh, in addition to AGL and Platinum, which we just wrapped up with our Upper Deck Box Break segment, with other products that are hot in the shop. And we start with going to NASCAR 2023 mm. Don Ross Racing Cards. So, uh, you know, a flagship brand in and of itself Don Ross is going to give you its you know customary one autograph card two memorabilia cards plus 24 silver or numbered parallels plus 24 optic cards so a little shiny in every box it's the 75th anniversary of NASCAR and Panini celebrating with new inserts parallels and autographs 24 pack boxes, eight cards per pack. So find autographs of your favorite drivers as well as legends like Jeff Gordon, Dale Earnhardt Jr. and more. Uh, full memorabilia from top stars, past, present, and future from like Richard Petty, Chase Elliott, Haley Deegan, and many more. Optic versions of the base cards in optic, Optic Race Kings, Optics Rated Rookie, and Optic Retro 1990. 24 silver or numbered parallels, including the newest class of rated rookies. Look for fan favorite Race Kings with top drivers. The checklist is up on GoGTS.net. Fantastic. 2022 Panini Select H2 NFL Football Cards delivers two silver prisms, four disco prisms, plus 10 concourse level, six premier level, and two club level in every box. One of the most anticipated releases of the year, 2022 Select Football features beautiful designs and huge checklists featuring the best players in NFL history. Find two autograph cards in every case. The configuration is 20 boxes, four packs, and six cards. Look for memorabilia autographs and rookie signature memorabilia. Find all the top rookies, including Kenny Pickett, Malik Willis, Aiden Hutchinson, and many more. Chase a 400-card base checklist, which includes, the, of course, the concourse, premier level, club level, and the all-new 2022 suite level. Really cool. The checklist is on GoGTS.net. Check it out today. Next up, uh, the eagerly anticipated arrival of 23 Leaf Metal football cards in both Hobby and Jumbo. Hobby boxes have five autograph cards, while Jumbos deliver nine autos and one slabbed proof autograph card numbered one of one. Production for this release has been cut by 50% to ensure a collectible release with limited production. Lots of all new content and of course, a loaded rookie class. Uh, so heavy emphasis as usual on offensive skill position players and potential future defensive stars. Look for Brock Purdy, CJ Stroud, Caleb Williams, Bryce Young, Spencer Rattler, Drake May, Joe Burrow, and many more. Bonus, look for Hall of Fame legend Jim Brown on-card autographs mm. in this product. 
loaded with all new content. Find multiple themed insert sets, including award winners, armed and dangerous, state pride, here comes the boom, mm. and many more. And of course, look for that slabbed 101 proof auto in the jumbo configuration. Again, the checklist, as you might guess, is available on gogts.net. The late great Jim Brown. That's fantastic. Oh. 2022 True Creator Stellar Jumbo Edition Trading Cards delivers two autograph cards, number 250 or less, and 10 inserts, number 250 or less, in every box. Look for the top athletes, YouTube influencers, gamers, content creators, and breakers in the world. Look for the exclusive new athletes featured in Jumbo Edition. Exclusive new athletes featured in Jumbo Edition are Pele, Alan Iverson, Angel Reese, Brock Purdy, Faze Rugg, Chuck Norris, uh, Stephen Curry, Elia Boston, Flight, Mike Tyson, Jalen Hurts, and many more. Check it out this week. 2022 Stellar Jumbo Edition. It is loaded. And you guys might remember a product oh, from a year or two ago, Ultraman. Well, Ultraman Series 2 from RR Parks is in stores this week in both a hobby box and Hobby Deluxe Pack configuration. Hobby Boxes have an original art sketch card guaranteed, plus an additional hit, which can include a printing plate, lenticular 3D motion card, progressive proof card, DIY sketch blank or raised UV pigment card, plus one metal box topper um, card and one pair of 3D glasses in every box. Mm. Lots of fun stuff to be had, including a complete 18-card 3D anaglyph set, the 72-card kaiju puzzle back set, 58-card base set, and all those hits we told you about. Ultraman Series 2 from RR Parks in store now. And that's a look at what's hot in the shop. Nice. All right, we have a quick self-serving, and I mean real quick self-serving commercial for you guys to check out. And when we come back, Panini box breaks time. One, mm. two, three, four, five of them. Be right wow. back. Ladies and gentlemen, the GoGTS Live Swag Shack is open for business and all proceeds are donated to our great friends at Signatures for Soldiers. We have hashtag boom on a variety of men's t-shirts. We have, and long sleeve shirts too. GoGTS Live logo, same thing. Polos, long sleeve shirts, baseball tees. Women, we have you covered. All different types of women's clothes with the GoGTS Live logo and hashtag boom. We also have mugs. Travel mugs, stainless steel water bottles, mouse pad stickers, a wall clock, and so much more. Cafepress.com slash GoGTSLiveSwagShack. All proceeds donated to our great friends at Signatures for Soldiers. And just so everybody knows, we make, there's a 20% markup on Swag Shack items, and all proceeds go to benefit signatures for soldiers. Beautiful. All right. I'm going to steer you in the direction of a clip from an interview that Kelsey Schroyer did with voice actor and former, um, and we're going to call him friend of the program and former guest, David Sobolov. 
And uh, if he doesn't mention it in in this clip, um, Kelsey said that he teased something about working with Upper Deck later yep, in the it's year. It's in this so clip. It is in this clip. Okay. Yep. So in addition to, to that, um, he talks about uh, his new role in Transformers Rise of the Beasts. If you don't recognize his name, you certainly would recognize his voice. He voiced Gorilla Grodd in CW's The Flash. Uh, he did uh, one of the other Transformers in Bumblebee. Mm. Um, Drax in... Um, the animated version of Why Am I Drawing a Blank, Guardians James? Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, thank you. On the animated version of Guardians of the Galaxy and lots of other roles that you would recognize him in. A lot so of video enjoyed... game roles, too. Yeah. He has yeah. a really great resume. Yep. So enjoy this um, clip with David Sobolov while he talks Transformers, Rise of the Beast, and much more. And we'll be back to announce tonight's winners and wrap it up. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Hottie Musings. I'm Kelsey Schroyer, joined by a very special guest today, actor David Sobolov, one of the stars of Transformers, Rise of the Beast, out in theaters now. David, thank you so much for joining us. Well, thanks for having me. This is not your first involvement in the Transformers franchise. This is even your first involvement in these movies. If I remember correctly, you voiced Blitzwing and Bumblebee too, correct? Mm -hmm. That's true. And so I was in Transformers Prime and other things, Beast Wars earlier too. Well, so how did it come about your involvement in this one? Well, it's just typical audition, like any other project. Uh, they didn't reach out for me. I auditioned for my agency and um, there I was in and, and we were working on all sorts of different characters and it shook out to be these three characters. In the original Beast Wars, you voiced Death Charge, probably one of your better-known roles. Was there any talk at all about you doing Death Charge for this one? Oh, no, and he does not appear in this movie. Uh, if I played Death Charge now, I would sound like he's bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a long time ago now. That was 90 video games ago. You know, there's a lot of screaming since then. So voicing uh, Rhinox is one of the characters you voice, who is a very mm -hmm. well-established part of that Beast Wars continuity, one of the main characters in the original show. How tricky is it kind of having, try not to imitate or trying to do your own thing on Rhinox versus a previous, the previous voice actor? Well, during the whole process of, of creating this film, we were actually considering a number of different characters. So the challenge while doing uh, the work we did for over a year was about a year and a half was differentiating all of the characters. And sometimes as one character would drop out, another one would be added. Like they were deciding on casting kind of eternally almost, and also considering celebrity or not celebrity, you know, and then they settled on the three characters that I ended up doing. Um, once you realize you're not doing another character, you might have more leeway to change what you're doing. Mm -hmm. So that was happening too. Uh, or I would take an opportunity to say, okay, now we know we're only playing these characters. Now, what I was doing with this one character try to differentiate from this other character we read we're redoing the script's been rewritten so i don't have to do that anymore mm -hmm. it was a really interesting process um so yeah i mean that was a big thing the juggling of, of the, the voice types to make sure that it was different but also considering their personalities and all that and certainly rhinox you know does what he does you have to remember that these franchises quite often the new producers are have a whole different take on things okay. and you can't always go back to the past 
and copy from it. Uh, you can learn from the canon, but sometimes the canon doesn't even match. You know, so we we just go with what we have in front of us and try to make it as exciting as we can. I see some of your action figures and other memorabilia behind you from characters you voiced. Was there anything you kept from this production at all? Uh, well, of course, not being on camera, uh, there was nothing from set that I, I have, but um, Hasbro was kind enough to send me a big box of toys. <laughs> so I have lots of action figures now. <laughs> and um, I have a Battle Trap uh, Studio Series action figure that I got for myself. And um, Ape Link is another character that's only recently been announced that I play in the movie. And they haven't made any toys about him that I've seen. So I'm looking forward to that. As we mentioned, you've done Transformers work in the past. When you're involved in a franchise like this, from a memorabilia standpoint, signing the autographs, you know, having people send things that are going to the different shows, what does it kind of do for your, for lack of a better term, memorabilia presence? Hmm. Well, for memorabilia, the number one thing right now are Funko Pops. Mm -hmm. That's the main thing people want. So you always hope that your character is released as a Funko Pop. But boy, um, Hasbro releases a lot of merchandise. So there's always a lot to, that a lot will show up at your table that you're not expecting. And you always see things like, for instance, um, playing Lobo. Uh, it, not anything to do with Rise of the Beast, but Lobo, the DC universe. All of a sudden I'm seeing a card from David Busters because I guess Injustice 2 and Lobo are featured in an arcade game that's oh, at wow. David Busters. And it spits out if you win, if you win the game, it, it spits out a Lobo card. So they bring that to me to sign. And, and I can't really talk much about it, but I have something going with Upper Deck uh, for later this year. And we can talk about that more later on. Uh, I'm not sure how much I'm supposed to disclose, but I know as soon as I sign them, they definitely want me to be posting to social media. So I'll be doing that. That's, that's really fun. It's from an old franchise that hasn't been discussed in a long time, at least in my world. You, you just got to tease us like that, don't you, David? Just got to yeah. tease us. Well, definitely yeah, it's a pretty, a pretty popular character from my past that they uh, approached me to sign. So the cards for it. Looking forward to that. We'll definitely be looking forward to seeing that. So very cool. Again, uh, to see that in its entirety, go to gogts.net, hit the little magnifying glass in the search bar, type hobby musings, and that'll, the rest of, you know, a link to that article, post, video will pull up. And uh, next week, we'll be sure to share a portion of Kelsey's interview with product development manager for Goodwin Champions, which we will most likely, I would imagine, be receiving to open next week, Tony Siriani. So uh, he's also been a guest on the program. And uh, it'll be cool to mirror that with the box break of Goodwin, which is always fun and eclectic. And uh, we'll go Jordan auto hunting um, because in that product, there's a chance. I'm all good. Um, that's going to do it for us here at GoGTS Live, the Hobbies web show, but we will be back to do it all over again ahead of the 4th of July weekend next week. Um, special thanks to James Gale behind the scenes for keeping things chugging along, making us look good. Thanks, Chris, and to Upper Deck and Panini once again, uh, as well as want to give us another quick shout out to Super 
break and pieces of the past. All right. Um, we'll see you next week. Same bat channel, same bat time. But in the meantime, you know what to be doing. Always be collecting. Have a great weekend, everyone. Good night. Ladies and gentlemen, the GoGTS Live Swag Shack is open for business and all proceeds are donated to our great friends at Signatures for Soldiers. We have hashtag boom on a variety of men's t-shirts. We have, and long sleeve shirts too. GoGTS Live logo, same thing. Polos, long sleeve shirts, baseball tees. Women, we have you covered. All different types of women's clothes with the GoGTS Live logo and hashtag boom. We also have mugs travel mugs, stainless steel water bottles, mouse pad stickers, a wall clock, and so much more. Cafepress.com slash GoGTSLiveSwagShack. All proceeds donated to our great friends at Signatures for Soldiers.